ノキオピノキオPremature ejaculation, cyborg, himikio crazy, cool hair. That's why punchline. Cupie.
cyborg thrown into the street for main, failing to maintain his erections. Hmm. Haven't we all been there? He wanders the streets aimlessly, unable to communicate, until he stumbles upon Himiko, a homeless girl who creates maps of the cities to help other mind-white people like herself. She takes Pinocchio home and tries to teach him to speak. After much effort, he has a breakthrough and is able to speak. And then what follows is truly what puts this movie into what-the-fuck territory. Blood, fluids, you name it start erupting from Pinocchio's body as his trauma is made real. Meanwhile, his creator is desperately looking to bring him home, lest his evil plan of kidnapping men, wiping their minds, and turning, turning them into cybernetic sex slaves is discovered. Yeah. So, with that, I turn it over to our Japanese cyberpunk expert, Professor Feather, to continue on with this little discussion. Well, as I said earlier, cool hair. Um, he just has this little tuft of hair that's just, just it, it's just cute. What can you say? That That's fantastic. Looks um, like a little clown hat. You know, this movie is just, uh, there again, you know, we brought up the history of Fukui. And, and so that's all relevant to this movie. Because if you look at this movie, it's a, a direct, it has a direct correlation to um, um, Tsukamoto's movies. Uh, especially the first two. Um, you know, but anyway, the first one, Tetsuo, because they were all they were coll collaborating and you know working together all during that period, um, and so this is his kind of his take, I think, you know, on a Tetsuo type movie. Only he's weird. Um, the other thing I was going to put into, well, I mean, yeah, he's just weirder, I think, even than Tsukamoto. Um, he he was in the, a part of the uh, punk rock scene. In Japan, too. Um, and punk rock at that time is not exactly the same because that includes like industrial, um, which if you know, when you listen to the soundtrack to this movie, the soundtrack is absolutely brilliant. Um, the work, the time that went into the soundtrack of this movie. Um, and there again, it's uh, shot gorilla. Um, almost everything was shot without any kind of permits. Um, there's some interesting scenes with, you know, real, you know, civilians uh, being in, in the scene, um, which I think is, is pretty interesting. Uh, it's a, it's a statement against, you know, corpocracy, um, you know, and against greed. Um, but you know, and then using the same tropes as, uh, Tsukamoto and, you know, some of the others of the, of the time. I think it's a great movie. Um, I, I like every, almost everything about it. Um, it's got a very complex plot, you know, with a lot of subplots going on and, you know, a lot of themes going on. And uh, so, some stuff doesn't work, you know. It's, this is cyberpunk. And, and you know, that's, that's, there's, a, there's a certain amount of, of try and fail. And sometimes that failure is put in there. And I think this movie has some of that, you know, but, but I appreciate that, you know, that's, that's, that's just the nature of, of what they're doing and how they're doing it, you know? So, um, in my opinion, it's a very, very good movie. Uh, it, there is a lot of gore. Um, you know what gets me more than the gore? The puke scenes. Oh my God! Yeah. Now, now I'm very. I, there's very little that really makes me squeamish, but I could not watch her eating that big thing of, of, of vomit. I just had to turn my head. I went, oh, okay. They reached my limit right there. <laughs> it's thick. It's nice. It was thick. It was. It was like it's like, like big blobs of cottage cheese. Or, or oh, yeah, like I was thinking like oatmeal, oatmeal, congealed oatmeal. No, it would be tofu. <laughs> tofu it's probably tofu you're uh, probably uh, right uh, uh, uh. well so well, anyway no, i'm just gonna say that's my take you can pass it on yeah i was i was gonna throw in how about the scene on the uh the creator's desk when then the secretary walks over and she just kind of bleh, just kind of spits that liquid into the bowl of cherries and you're thinking <laughs> oh he's gonna eat it oh god and then he <laughs> <hears that. laughs> like and you know that's just like some sort of slime jello. It's not water. It's uh, it's it's viscous. There were, fluids were a big a big thing. Uh, well, don't you remember? And then later on, the scene with the with those berries inside yeah. of the liquid. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's 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 you know that's disturbing but very cool. I mean, done very well. 
uh, you know, great visualization. Yeah. Okay, let's pass this on to Dr. Head. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, had to scramble to look up our buy rules about the card. Playing the rejection card, refusal card. <laughs> like, where the hell were these? I, I don't remember how this works. <laughs> so I thought, if I vote on this one, maybe next week it'll be even worse. Uh, no, I, going into this, you did, you. I, I agree with your assessment earlier, Fez. You have to find out some of this plot line through research. You know, because I, I watched it, and I'm like, oh, okay. I get some of the stuff. Okay, he can't maintain an erection. Okay, I, okay. Everyone's trying to find him. Okay. But then to read it afterwards, after it was all done, because it was, you get lost so easily in the visual assault and overload. And that's what the, that splatterpunk genre, because, you know, I remember watching Tet, you know, Tetsuo Iron Man with you, Feather, and, and Tetsuo 2 body armor. You know, I yes. remember watching these movies, and that was my first real experience with that that splatter punk. And uh, I don't always like it. I, I appreciate it because it is visually the inventive and the camera angles were wonderful. The quirkiness, the weirdness, the absolute nightmarish weirdness of it all to continue kind of capturing that and provoking a prolonged feeling or reaction to it. I thought that was amazing because after a while it, it almost, you start, it almost like feels like you got to throw up. And the, the nausea kind of builds. You're just waiting for it to explode. But that I think my favorite scene in the whole movie is the running scene. Mm. <laughs> Where he just breaks free and just drags that block of concrete for, like, I swear to God, six minutes of film time. He well, you, just you know, runs yeah. the fuck everywhere. <laughs> it's weird because the movie has, you know, three arcs. And the first one is at 30 minutes when, when Himiko actually, you actually, she actually goes but bonkers you know she was always crazy but she goes you know downright um psycho and then and the movie takes on a little bit of a different role from that point on um uh, and then about about an hour in there's another little change there too um but the, yeah uh, yeah so I, I knew dr head you would probably have a, a rough time with this one um <laughs> I, I just find it ironic that I did not suggest this movie. <laughs> right, right. I know it was just like really kind of, I had the last laugh, gentlemen. <laughs> really kind of fucked up, but I'm going but uh, you know, I mean, it's if you've never watched anything of that genre, you gotta just experience it just to see. But you can tell by the filmmaking there 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 was something going on. They were doing it, and and I loved how they made it uh, visually. It is. It is every bit bizarre and wonderful and horrific all at the same time, you know, as any good subversive movie, you know, could be, you know, so I'm glad I watch it. I will never probably watch it again or maybe down the road, but yeah. So thank you, Fez, for bringing that to us. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Tar. I watched it. It was interesting i have seen tetsuo i've seen all those and finding out that he was also you know them working together then creating his own body horror movie or whatever you would want to call it at the time it it was interesting no no doubt some of it was kind of hard to get through but yeah i'm I'm glad i watched it i think i would i think i looked at it differently than i would have like when i was watching tetsuo you know, at that time period, I was all about seeing all this stuff, and mm-hmm. I kind of regret some of that. But that was, <laughs> but anyway, did Only not, all. yeah, <laughs> and necromantic. Oh my god! But anyway, did he go on to do another movie though too? Rubber Lovers was that yeah. the other one? Yeah, Rubber's Lover or something like that. Yeah. Has anybody yeah. seen this one? Nope. No. No. AKA Smell the Glove. <laughs> <laughs> smell right yes i've seen it have you yes and <laughs> i was just curious this other and and that's all i got to say and okay <laughs> okay and leave it at that rubber band <laughs> i get it rubber lover dead fly i uh 
thought this movie was disgusting. The uh, I I think I liked it up to that first thirty minute mark. You know, I think there was something kind of charming, uh, and there was a lot of like Kubrick esque scenes, like when they the the half naked maid walks out in front of that building in the middle of the city and throws Pinocchio out. You know, I mean, it's just the shots and the the framing and stuff like that. And then uh, I thought the music was odd. That was my favorite part. The music was great. Uh, I thought what they did with the music was uh, amazing. What I didn't like was the Foley work. Um, The Foley work seemed really, really, like it really kind of brought the movie down for me when I'm watching all this stuff. Just because the sound of uh, the sound effects and all that kind of stuff were uh, not good. I'm not into these kinds of movies. I don't. I don't really enjoy like Tetsuo. I don't like any kind of body horror. I hate vomiting. I mean, that vomiting stuff was just. It was. So you weren't a a fan of the fly? No, I I hated the fly. (laughs) uh, The Cronin. Yeah, I'm not a big Cronenberg fan because a lot of it just really disgusts me. You know, and I would say this is right there with Cronenberg. uh, You know, as well. The. I liked the actors a lot. I thought they did a great job uh, of working with things. And I kept thinking of uh, Breathless because you could see people looking at the camera when they were doing their gorilla style yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, it was very much like uh, that movie where they're moving down the street and you can see people just they're looking at the camera like, what the, what are you people are doing here? Um, so I, I really enjoyed that, that kind of stuff. Um, and his hairdo was awesome. I mean, that, he looked like a cupie doll. He did. I mean, that's that's what they were going for because that's a huge symbol in Japan is that cupie figure. Um, and, you know, they'll put that figure on any product that has nothing to do with cupie. They'll just have this little round baby with a little tufted hair on the front. Uh, I, I buy mayonnaise, <laughs> you know, from J- Japanese mayo that has that little baby on the front of it. Cupie. Cupie, yeah. And it's a pureed baby. It's interesting. Um, What I really like about the movie is, you know, you have this, we have this vision of what (laughs) Japan is, you know, and this like kind of goes underneath that, that very kind of uh, stoic conformed uh, society. And I think that, that, that to me is what's most interesting about it. Um, And there are some scenes that are just great i mean just brilliant like passages that just go and and then and then they follow it up with something else and you're like what the fuck and i think what nobody's mentioned is there's parts of this that's that are really funny (laughs) you know like there's there's bits of humor in there that uh you know they throw in um and absurdity and they're almost like cartoon characters and stuff um that kind of balance out well, I, okay, I won't say that. They don't balance out. <laughs> they juxtapose <laughs> the horrific and the, the weird and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't regret watching it. I mean, I, I sat down and watched it straight through, and I'm like going, I don't know what the fuck that's about. And then I didn't look anything up. I'm like, I'm just going to wait to see what the, everybody else on the podcast <laughs> tells me about this movie. And even now I'm going, oh, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, the only thing I regret is not seeing a really good print of the movie. Not that it really would have helped. Knowing that it was shot guerrilla style on 16 millimeter, some of the stuff's out of focus. It's underexposed. It's still, you know, I would have I would have preferred a you know something without so much compression on it. I, I got to say, it's just a very small scene and it's a walking scene. But it's my favorite scene in the movie is when she's Himiko is pulling Pinocchio behind her, and they're walking past that building and it's all of the air conditioners yes are are facing out and just the pattern and it's all grays and then there they've got a little bit of color to themselves and they're just walking and the first thing i thought of i'm like oh that that looks like um that that could have been in uh terry gilliam's brazil you know that very kind of stark you know industrial sort of look and i i just i loved that shot i I just I i would i would have that as a picture just there's just something really interesting about the juxtaposition of the, the these two characters, these two broken humans, if you will, and this just heavy industrial setting. I, I just really liked that. 
Yeah, I think. And Fukui, you know, is fond of the industrial settings, you know, and the, the when they're in the junkyard, you know, all of all of that, you know, uh, you know. That's why I said the the whole thing uh, between him and Tsukamoto, and it was it with another guy. I'm trying to think of his name. Shh. Shogo or something like that. He was like even a little earlier than them. Uh, he kind of started the whole cyberpunk thing, but these guys took it to the next level, you know, made it a little bit, you know, a little more um, out there, in your face, subversive. And it all coincides with the Japanese, like I said before, with the Japanese uh, punk rock, punk rock movement. And uh, so I think it, it, it all fits right into that, you know, that 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 type and that style yeah and i i think even the the way it it um the movie is made it uh as haphazard as it sometimes feels to me overall it felt very informed like it was it knew what it was trying whether it succeeded or not it knew what you know like the, the director knew what he was trying to do um, and that to me was what carried me through is because, you know, you'd get to these things that he would try and you go, mm, I don't know if that worked. And then bang, you get something yeah. else. You'd be like, that's brilliant. <laughs> you know? And then you go, Ooh, Oh, brilliant. You know? So that's, I think to me, that's what was fun about watching this movie. Um, and what kept me captivated yeah, because normally I would look at a lot of that stuff and go, yeah, I'm not watching some chick puke on the stairs over and over and over, you know, for, what sound, it seemed like you know a long time um but uh yeah i did feather you were are, were you talking about um oh was it the the guy that did burst city soko ishi oh yes that's it soko ishi ishi yeah. yeah i learned I, that I, from i learned that from kill bill yeah, that that was one. Uh, I saw that when I was doing my Kiwi. research. I'm like, I'm gonna have to check that out. Very yeah, curious. yeah, yeah. And I I don't but, think uh, we yeah. That's so why I said it, it's all part of the, the a, a movement, you know, that went on for the you know late '80s into the '90s, and then I mean carried on to a degree. You know that uh, yeah, uh, Sukumoto just well, not just. <laughs> it's been a long time. In 2009, he did uh, Tetsuo Bullet Man. Which I've not seen. Um, I think you can rent it, but uh, I had forgotten about it. To be honest, I thought, "Oh, yeah, who stars in that?" Out. Uh, I didn't really look look at it too deeply. I no. thought it was Josh. I think he does. I, Roland. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a no. It's not, but it there. It's a white guy. Oh. It's a Caucasian guy. Yeah, who's who's like half Japanese, half white. Uh, yeah, it's kind of an odd story. I read a little bit about the story, and the guy. And yes, I looked. I looked at the the trailer. It looked, you know. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. There again, he, um, Tsukamoto went off the the act, the big cyberpunk thing. I mean, his, uh, what, second movie, third movie. Was it his third movie, Tokyo Fist? No. Oh, um, Tar? I think so. Second or third? Second or third, yeah. Which is totally not really cyberpunk by any means, but it has no. that feel to it. And it's a, a regular kind of a standard story in a way. Uh, but it's really, it's really good, and it's not as it's not as uh, gore it has infested. Its <laughs> it has its moments, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what was the other one? Uh, Five hundred thousand volt electric eighty thousand electric electric dragon eighty thousand volts. Yeah, that's a good one. That's Golden a good Buddha. one. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, half his face is Buddha. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Some, what was he? Yeah. He was. I'm some, sure everybody here has seen that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's kind of a fun, uh, a fun It movie. is, yeah. yeah. Tari, you were talking about Josh Brolin being in. Uh, it's, it's a remake, and it's called Old Boy. Um, and it's about, I think it's a remake of a Japanese film. Um, that's, Korean or Korean? Is it Korean? Korean, okay. isn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. But that's the one you're talking about, uh, that Josh Brolin. I, for some reason, I thought, yeah, I, Bullet Man. I thought, yeah. I don't know. It's some. It's another, uh, you know, um, Caucasian person that plays the, the lead. I can't guy. remember his name. Guy. He's a guy. Guy Williams. Guys. 
And I disagree with uh, uh, Midnight Gadfly. I really, really like the soundtrack to this. Um, I like all of the sound effects, all of the all of the foley effects. And I like them really well. Yeah, no, the the soundtrack itself, fit. the soundtrack itself was great. The sound effects, yeah. no, garbage. There was no greasy mm. strangler. <laughs> That's true. Uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and thus ends our discussion. Uh, <laughs> nine six four <laughs> Pinocchio. Pinocchio. It, it did make me want to, you know, get someone and drag them through a store and teach them a new word, you know, teach them a word. That would, that in, would one, in one long running shot. Yes, <laughs> that was yes, my like favorite. The mall, yeah, grocery was... store, food, you know, maybe yeah. something like that. And now that yeah. we know that that was gorilla style, they were totally grabbing samples off those things. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, no, yeah. it was. That it was, was definitely. Yeah. That's that what. That's wondering. and that's one of the. That was one of the appeals to the. the oh the, no! The not my city movement. Samples. You know, <laughs> to the to that cyberpunk movement because they were all kind of that way. Um, you know, they did it on Tetsuo too. And you use existing locations like you, you know, Fez, that shot of them walking with all the air conditioners. I thought that was gorgeous. I was just imagining whoever was scouting locations went, oh, oh that's the one. That's, you know, <laughs> and just like they brought it. You know, he put a new pair of pants on because it's beautiful. Just a few feet ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Modern Kurosawa. I or Jim Jarmusch. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd even call it that. <laughs> So how do you want to yeah, stretch yeah. this episode out? What uh, what do you want to talk about? What you've been watching? <laughs> I've been watching your guys' well, let me faces tell you what saying nothing watching. for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and this very special padding the show show. Show show. Uh, well, I've been watching something, uh, and I think everyone can watch it. If you have the CW, I believe it's on, and I think Gadfly, you said it was on HBO Max plus uh wellington paranormal have you heard of the show it was mm -hmm. kind of like i supposed to be a rough or a spin-off uh play off of what we do in the shadows mm. it it takes place in wellington new zealand two police officers officers minogue and o'leary their job is to investigate paranormal phenomena and it is every bit as funny and dry as you can expect a new zealand comedy to be Healthy nods to the exiles, even with the theme. Keeping a bad taste. Yeah, and then like there's their sergeant, the one over them, Sergeant Maka. He has this room in his basement where you know secretly, he tells them like there's this supernatural investigation unit. You guys are going to be on it, and the one of the two officers is quite, uh, let's say, quite literal and somewhat dumb. Uh, doesn't quite understand some of the things that the other officer is trying to communicate. You know, doesn't quite get it. But it is hysterical. If you like the dry comedy, if you like quick-witted New Zealand or that, because it's a different style of comedy. You watch a Peter Jackson comedy, it's a very different kind of humor. Uh, so, yeah, Wellington Paranormal, I totally recommend it on a CW or HBO something. Didn't Amazon have one with the, who's the guy that played uh, in Shaun of the Dead? Oh, yeah, and that's pretty good, I'm too. It was a paranormal kind of a you know like where they what's go it, out and investigate that stuff. But what's it called? That's more of the. Oh, I, I was trying to think of the name. No, Fez. Um, didn't you just say it, Fez? What's the oh, name sorry. of the? Oh, Simon Pegg. Yes, the Simon Pegg show. That they His, have. Uh, oh, the paranormal. No, it wasn't oh. Pegg. It was the other guy. Oh, Nick. Who was, um... who was... Nick, other guy. Nick Frost. <laughs> Nick Frost. <laughs> Nick, other guy. There you go, Nick Frost. Yeah. Anyway, this show was like yeah, investigating paranormal happenings, things like that, making fun of the the of the podcasts and all that stuff. But there's this other story going on. It wasn't too bad, but it's kind of along those lines, the paranormal, making fun of the paranormal, whatever, sitcoms, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, 
I'm trying to think what it's what it's called. It's really it's actually pretty clever. Uh, Truth Seekers. It's on Prime. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Truth yeah. Seekers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Simon Pegg shows up in the series too, just briefly. Um, no, yeah, he does. Yeah. It, actually, it's a pretty cool part. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So, what, Fez? Anything new you've been watching? Nude? <laughs> what hasn't even watched? Am I what? Am, am, am I watching something nude, or am I nude while I'm watching? Yes. Mm. Little from column A, <laughs> little from column B. <laughs> Why not both? Well, <laughs> with three, well, you get egg roll. <laughs> well, no, wasn't nude while watching Nine Six Four Pinocchio. I can say that much. That that was the literally uh, the <laughs> last thing I watched. It's like. Yeah, just in your little uh, pink <laughs> I, hair horn. There. I can't <laughs> do that anymore. I don't. It's it's not. My hair isn't there. It's all going to the back. So if I do it, I'll end up looking like something from Gamera or something like that. I don't know. Moronicon or something like that. Yeah. So not watching anything. Well, I, I, that was that was the last thing. And <laughs> feather getting. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? No. I keep trying. <laughs> oh. Pinocchio <laughs> actually got me into this next movie that I watched. And I was so horrified. I, I haven't been horrified by a movie in a long time. I'm very jaded. And that's not a slur on the Asian geography um i just watched this is so so i'm 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 kind of ashamed to even say it i know what i know the reaction of everybody here but i'm gonna say it anyway i watched the original movie westworld oh my god what i'm sorry i and i i regretted it but i just had to go through with it and i'll be honest i only made it halfway and I had to stop. And Which halves? The only thing, I watched it from back forward because I thought maybe that way I could get through it. But I still only made it halfway. And <laughs> all, all I could you... think about, all I could think about was Himiko, vomit. Oh, oh, oh. That movie, this, that movie is a train wreck. It is one of the worst movies ever made. Westworld it is yes, it is horrible. The acting Yul is Brenner. absolutely atrocious. Uh, oh yeah, Yul Brenner. You know, come let's on, go, man. Let's, go, let's, let's phone it in, Yul. I don't have Yul, any dialogue. Yul okay. Mama. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, here He's we go. go here we go. This is this is Michael Crichton. Uh, yeah, they're 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 cyborgs. You know, they're but. Uh, they're almost indistinguishable with humans. Oh, no, wait a minute. They do have one thing. The palm of their hand is different. <laughs> we could not get the palm of their hand exactly right. Oh, what scientists we are. <laughs> I just, uh... <laughs> yep, it was George. Well, uh, and, 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 and casting Richard Benjamin as the main guy when James Brolin was his sidekick who is a much better, more charismatic actor, should have had that role. and But they gave it to Richard Benjamin. To Richard fucking being pole. he is a weaker character when it comes next to the gunfighter. That's the whole point. Friday the... Oh, I know it is. Oh, I know it is. But it would have been way better if they'd have given it to the guy that you wanted to really see do it. You know, I didn't want to see him do it. I don't want no namby pamby fucker up there. I want somebody who's going to take charge. I want to, you know, I want a Mad Max. I don't want, I don't want Don Knotts. Give me that Richie Benjamin. Now that would have been an interesting movie. <laughs> it would have. Don Knotts in that role. The Ghost in Mr. Westworld. <laughs> the, the Ghost in Westworld, yes. Yeah. No, no, I think I'm going to take that princess the down the there to the castle. <laughs> I have a pretty good time. No, I really did dislike the movie tremendously. It's just very poorly done and, and poorly researched. And um, it looks like a TV movie. Mm, and, yes, yes. Uh, it, it, it really, and, and all of the actors are TV actors. Yes, if you yes. notice, you know, it's, yeah, just a horrible, horrible so movie. So for you, 
you'll do. I'm glad that you, you know, got to act in it and, and hopefully got a good check, you know. Um, but other than that, yeah, because <laughs> uh, he had no lines. Uh, he had, well, I think he did have one, a couple of lines early yes. in the first yeah, he encounter. Did. He did right. have some, some mama. lines. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he has that less is more acting. I would have liked to. Harder to emote with just your steel cold face and steely eyes, literally. Steely eyes. I would have liked to, the scene out in that in this movie. I would have liked to have seen is two customers squaring off against each other because each one you don't know if they're a, a, a replicant or not. You know if they're a cyborg, you don't know. And so, and you can't shoot each other. So I think that would be hilarious. See these two guys in the tension mouse. I'm pretty soon they go, they both draw and go, click, click, click. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, man, buy me a drink. <laughs> I don't know. It, was, it, would, you, it would have made it a much better movie. It was uh, written and directed by Michael Crichton. Yes. Right? So yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. He's got this theme of amusement park gone awry thing going. He, he does, yeah. and uh, he's even as a uh, a novel writer, he's hit or miss. Like I've read some really good, uh, you know, stuff by him, and I've also uh, read some really horrible stuff. Um, what, what's the he one? He also t- did the Andromeda Strain, right? He did the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he also uh, what timeline uh, where they go back. You know, they time travel and they oh, end up yeah. in uh, mm-hmm. the book is actually way better than the movie. The movie's hot garbage. I mean, it's, you know, um, but his whole idea of the fact that uh, the only way that the rich people sur- survived more than the poor people is because they washed and scrubbed themselves like almost raw multiple times a day, you know, because they knew that was what was keeping the germs away from them and all that kind of stuff. Um yeah, the book was really good, but uh, you know, Michael Crichton, right? Jurassic Park, Westworld, Westworld. <laughs> so the the new. Uh, I, I thought you were giving the wig sign there. So. Uh, yeah, the new. <laughs> the new HBO series is really good. Yeah, but. Uh, oh no! I yeah, I love the new the HBO series. Yeah, I'm waiting for the next season, which is coming out, I think, in the next year, I think. Nice. But, yeah, I know it, it took it to where it should have been, you know. They just didn't have the budget, you know, at the time. When it was yeah. when was it made? Oh, 75. Yeah. Was it 75? Yeah. Yeah. So, 70s, yeah. yeah. It just, it just didn't. Know. something like that? Yeah. So, I just, yeah, I just did not, I didn't, I, I. You know, didn't like the science. The and that's what I like. I think a, a lot about the series. They seem to take the science way more seriously and delve into it a little bit more. And let you know more. You know, it's it's. What's the uh, difference between a series and a movie? You know, a series you got time to explore those things. You know, and mm-hmm, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I get. I, I mean, I liked it as a kid because that's when I first saw. It. I was probably eight. So for me, yeah. the whole fantasy thing was right there. Yep. And 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 to spend the weekend, like what was like twenty five thousand dollars for the week or yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, now we're like, oh, okay. But back then in the seventies, that was like shit. That's that's like three years of salary. You know, it was this exorbitant thing that only the super wealthy could do. So you know, as a kid, I mean, I I absorbed all that stuff. So I still approach it when I watch it. I just feel like I'm eight years old again. You know, so that's just me. But yeah, I, it, I do enjoy it. And it, it, the whole thing centered around Yule Brenner. You know, I mean, if it weren't for Yule Brenner being the man in black, everything else would have been off. You know, he just was creepy as fuck mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. yeah. So I rewatched uh, the Christian Bale Dark Knight trilogy uh, also while I was on uh, colonoscopy recovery. Um <laughs> So the first one uh, is a mediocre film at best, I would say. The second one is only brilliant because we have uh, both um, Heath Ledger as the Joker, right? So he's, I mean, it's that performance is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, so good. Um, but I also love uh, Harvey Dent. Um, the, who I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Tommy Lee Jones. No. <laughs> oh, 
Harvey Two Face. This is Harvey Two Face. Oh, this is the no. This is the no nipple Batman. Um, and then I watched the third one, uh, which I think is hot garbage, man. I think that third film is just terrible. And Why do you say that? I don't, what's wrong with that third I, one? I, Sean Connery, is that you? I know. Well, I, I don't even what mind. What are you Yes, I, I don't even mind him. You know who's more annoying uh-huh, is more annoying is Christian Bale. When Christian Bale is talking like Batman, you know, he's got the Batman outfit. I don't, it's just not good at all. There's nothing uh, compelling about his performance. I like him as Bruce Wayne, all right. Uh, and I love him as an actor. I think he's got all kinds of stuff that he's done that are great. But that Batman trilogy, I'm I'm over it. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say my favorite Batman is Ben Affleck. I think the way his suit oh, looks. In the Justice League. Yeah. yeah. I think he looks the, like fucking Batman. Like, he looks like yeah. Batman. Yes, he looks like Bruce Wayne. He, I mean, it just you know, I think everything that he he's done with that is great. And I think any failing is the fact that uh, the writer and director, you know, uh, just didn't. Uh, they weren't utilizing him right because the, the bat suit looks great. The tiny eared cowl, oh, yeah. you know, from the Dark Knight Returns, and the broad bat yep. from from those the uh, Jim Lee. Was it Jim Lee who was writing it? Uh, that like the some of those in that in that early two thousands. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Just a gorgeous looking suit, oh, but yeah, way under way badly written, you know. But yeah. see, this uh, this is where I'll counter you, Doctor Head, and say I can't stand that outfit. But then again, you. but then again, <laughs> <laughs> that fuck you. Yeah, but it's there. There's. But it's the same same issue I have with the Man of Steel outfit. And it's who's ever designing these costumes is like, let's put texture on everything. It's everything's got to have a texture on it. It's like, no, dumbass, that's not how this works. You 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 use texture to bring to move stuff forward, bring stuff back, and I and it's the funny thing is is I loved the Dark Knight Returns when it came out. It doesn't age well as a book. I, I recently reread it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's still good, but it, you know, it was, I think, Frank Miller when he was still on his game. Not so much anymore. No. Um, but I, I, the, the small, tiny little nubby ears and the giant bat that almost doesn't look like a bat, just, it's just, there's no color. There's no, there's no contrast. And it just, it, I, I agree with you. I like Ben Affleck as, as Bruce Wayne. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. Um, but there's just, and he's he's hobbled by the direction and the script. But that costume, the people who are doing the costumes for these movies are just drive me absolutely up the wall. Uh, <laughs> but have you seen the animated version of Dark Knight Returns, the two part movie DC animated? Oh, okay. so good, very good. Yes, it is. We're we're we're, get, we're getting what Peter Peter Weller to do <laughs> Bruce. That's just. Oh, when you when you hear that voice, you're like, "Now that's the only voice I'll hear when I read this book again." It's like, uh, yeah, those those were good. Yeah, they were very faithful. Yeah, DC animation. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, you're right. I'm just saying they were very faithful. That Dark Knight two part uh, movie. Yeah, and the DC animated movies are just amazing. That Justice League trilogy they have, and Flashpoint Paradox. Um, I mean, they just. They is, those movies are just great. They're just they're just wonderfully done, you know. If they could just take those cartoons and make the movies out of them, they would be kicking ass. But something's wrong with DC. Well, I, I I just read an article and somebody was kind of breaking it down and said the same thing that I've been thinking for years is that Warner Brothers doesn't have like a Kevin Feige who they say your your job is to manage this create a singular vision or create something and go forward. Um, Warner brothers is like some sort of brain damaged hamster that every time they get success, like, Oh, the dark Knight hits. And their first reaction is, Oh, well we got to make everything like dark Knight. That's what people want. It's like, no, no, it's a good story. And it was good acting. That was executed. Well, right. You could take the dark Knight rip the superhero element out of it, maybe throw in a 1930s crime noir, and I think it would still work. I think that el- the structurally everything would hold up, but that's It'd not... It'd be almost Warner exactly Brothers. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And it would be fantastic. 
But Warner Brothers doesn't do that. They they consistently just go, let's make everything like this. It's like, no, you can't do Superman like you do Batman. It, Superman is a science fiction superhero movie. You, you, you can't make everything realistic. And, oh, I'm bringing out the soapbox again. I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. I'm putting the soapbox down. I'm done. So I'm going to stop talking. Nope, don't bring it out. No, Man. no, no. I, I, I will say this, though. I, I help this many times. Where I'd like to just take the one scene in Man of Steel after the school bus scene, and Clark goes, "Well, what am I supposed to do, Paul? Was I supposed to let everybody die?" And then he goes, "Well, yeah, maybe. I just want to like CG myself running with a baseball bat and beating Pa Kent to death, screaming <laughs> Glenn Ford the entire time. <laughs> Where is Glenn Ford? Where is Glenn Ford? I just hate that. It's, it just shows you that these people don't get Superman. You can't." Uh, Damn. Yeah, the, done. Uh, done. Well, mm. what's interesting is that DC has had the animated movies and animated series that have been really good and successful, and Marvel has not. Uh, and Marvel has had the movie universe, then DC has not. Uh, so it's just kind of weird. And it's funny you should say this because I've been watching uh, the DC movies that they have on HBO Max. They have a ton of them. Uh, because Warner Brothers, you know, owns HBO and DC. What do you What do you not like? You don't like any of None the... of them, huh? <laughs> None of them. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think you've watched them. I don't believe you've watched any. Oh, of them. what? No, Star Girl or Star Woman. No, you're talking about the TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those are TV shows. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Movies. Oh, you're talking about movies. <laughs> okay, no, you're probably right. No, I'm talking about. They go back to like early. 90s like oh. Batman versus the Phantasm. Well, yeah, well, yeah, don't know. well don't know. yeah, the the original Batman Bruce Tim series. Uh, oh, okay, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Beautiful, wonderfully but, done. But we also have the Justice League, and then we have Justice League Unlimited. Um, and the Justice League Unlimited is brilliant because every episode is written by an actual comic book writer. So they brought in all these uh, comic book writers, and then the really what good stuff. Yeah, McDuffie is the guy that wrote most of the really good films. Uh, and I mean, it, it's so sad that he passed away. Um, was but, he a, the um, writer who did Green Lantern in the early 2000s? That I don't McDuffie? know. Yeah, I don't no? know. Okay. You're not talking about the, the movie, <laughs> the live action movie. No, 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 the comic book, the actual comic book. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he may have. Yeah, I, I believe so. He also did yeah. the, the Batman Superman stuff with... Uh, Who's the other guy that produces all that? Uh, he's a writer that I'm not real big on. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of his name. I don't like Jeff Johns either. Like, almost everything he writes is so convoluted, and I don't know, just it doesn't uh, doesn't resonate with me. Maybe he's trying to be like Grant Morrison. You, you, know, you can't something like that. Okay, so that's you, how he writes. Yeah, Grant you, Morrison is almost almost un unreadable at times because i mean at times when he's really brilliant like oh fuck okay other times like what the fuck man can you write can you just write a one cogent sentence please his uh all-star superman is one of my all-time favorites of superman yeah this the the writer the artist the color everything just came together on that uh thing i love his uh run on batman as well uh which was really good really fucking weird and did like what you're talking about, uh, Doctor Head pulled from everywhere. Like it just kept pulling. You know, he did his home. He, uh, I don't know. I, I equate him. I used to not like him. Um, and then somebody handed me All Star Superman, and I literally said, "I got to reevaluate everything I've ever read by Grant Morrison." And I went back and just started reading stuff, and I thought, "Yeah, this is this is a guy who understands the medium." Um, so, and he's like Alan Moore. You know what I mean? I think those two are the to me they're they're the titans, and everybody else kind of floats beneath those those two guys um, for just understanding the medium as well as they do. Um, now, All Star Superman, the animated movie, it's not so good. Yeah, yeah, it's really tepid. Yeah. Yeah. Very watered down. Yes. I was disappointed. Yeah. It, it, it just it just yeah. Yeah. They just didn't get it. However, they did change the art a little bit to give everybody the lips from uh Frank Quitely. Touch cargo? Frank Quitely. <laughs> Frank Quitely. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. 
crap yeah, here. You guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! And you are listening to... Lurking, lurking, lurking. We're just lurking all over the place. We're lurking everywhere. We are primarily Ed, lurking Ed. on unsaneradio.com. Come hither and look at the pretty <laughs> pictures. Thank you very much. Unsane radio at unsane radio at gmail dot at com. Um, dot com. .com at all you can find us at uh, com and also on Facebook Psycho Cinema yeah uh, and you can find Mark comma Justice Writer at Facebook Mark.Justice54 on Instagram Montag Lewis at Instagram and Heavy Metal you can also find John Boise, writer-artist, who's pushing out We Freaks on Facebook every Wednesday. W-E-E-F-R-E-K-Z. Check it out. And nobody knows where Midnight Gadfly is, but Jerry's right here fucking shit up every day. God damn, so Jerry. what we pay him for. <laughs> Our audio crapping all over the yard. <laughs> Where's my Oreo cookies? <laughs>